This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to Orlando area or Disney Resort free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. Book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com. And Mickey Monthly, the Disney fans' monthly subscription box. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. If you can't visit the parks, have the parks sent to you. And by MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit MousePros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show. Wahidi Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. I'm Scott. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip or a citrus roll, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 192 for the week of June 25th, 2017. Hear ye, hear ye, enchanted Tiki Talk listeners. We have major news for the Disney dining plan for 2018. This is literally breaking news at time of recording, but probably old news to most of you out there. <laughs> it, it's been beaten like a horse on Christmas. Yes. Yeah. So the big news with the Disney dining plan is that I'm sure there will be some listeners out there that were not aware of the changes coming to 2018. But first, uh, 2018 prices have been... Um, Released today, so you can book for your 2018 trip, uh, which is you know a good thing because a lot of people are always asking about that. And as a travel agent, uh, my wife spent a lot of the day booking things, so that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, one thing quickly to address: uh, Steve Wing had asked me on Twitter, who goes by at Swing underscore S H C A C. He S H C S whatever. Um, he had asked me what are some of the benefits of booking with a uh, travel agent that's a Disney travel agent real quickly because it wasn't addressed in the the don't episode last week um, is that one of the biggest things that I'll always say is that anytime you book with a, a travel agent versus Disney itself is that uh, the small business will actually make money instead of it going to Disney so as myself, as a, a part-time travel agent with my wife, as a team, Disney pays us through the commission. We don't get paid by you. You don't. We don't. You don't pay us anything to do this. Disney directly pays us. So when you go through a travel agent, you know you're helping stimulate the economy a little bit more than you are just directly to Disney, and you're helping people out. Uh, a lot of times, people can book. You know, we'll just book the reservation for people and they'll handle everything else. And it's just, it's nice when that happens because they want it. People want to help you out a little bit, but they can have full control of the reservation. Uh, so that is a good thing. Uh, another benefit is that uh, when a, a discount comes out, we will stay on the phone for 
hours and hours and hours to try to get that discount for you, especially with like when free dining comes out, that is a nightmare of a day. So like while you're in your car traveling to work or you're at work and the discount comes out, we're already on that for you. And if we're el- you're eligible for it, we're automatically going to apply it or we'll notify you and say there's an upgrade available. Uh, that's you know, one of the benefits for booking through an agent. Another thing is like concierge level service. We can do as much or as little as you would like. So that is another good thing. So we, you know, we're recommending dining reservations. We'll be up at six o'clock in the morning, booking your dining reservations up at seven, making your fast pass reservations. So we can go as far into, you know, the trip planning as possible. So I just wanted to spend a minute or two on that just to let you know that. So with also with 2018 is the new dining plan prices came out and some no, th- not I don't I don't want to consider it a major change, but it is kind of a big deal. Is that uh, Disney has included alcoholic beverages with the dining plan? So, <laughs> with the quick service, the dining plan went up about four dollars and thirty cents. The Disney dining plan went up about six bucks or so, and the deluxe went up about ten bucks. So it's not a huge drastic price increase, but you are allowed to with your quick service meal or your table service meal you are allowed to get an alcoholic beverage as your drink of choice instead of just getting soda if you wish you can get uh, a beer some of their some of their specialty drinks i don't know how far into specialty specialty drinks is going to go but you will be able to do that or if you're not going to drink alcoholic beverages you can have a milkshake or one of their non-alcoholic specialty drinks as well so interesting i i didn't spend too much time on twitter so i don't know if it twitter broke today with that news but uh what's some of your guys opinion on it why, matt why don't you tell us what's your thoughts uh, i mean it's a nice inclusion but with the price increase you pretty much have to drink on both your counter service and your table service and aside from maybe Sean, does anybody drink that much when they go down to Disney? So, <laughs> I mean, yes, it's it's nice to do, but and, and I like to have, you know, a beer every now and then. And, and, you know, like we covered when we did the adult drinks, I'll have a mixed drink. But it's not one that I'm going to be doing every time I eat or every time I sit down. So, I don't know how much of a plus it is. It would be better if they you know, somehow gave you a credit or something and you could use it whenever you wanted to say like if i was walking through epcot and decided i'm going to get a red stag lemonade or something right. i could use my my tech my you know token or whatever kind of like a snack credit right um I, I think that would be a little more advantageous than saying okay well you can get something to drink when you sit down to eat agreed i did uh, kind of have a long talk with uh the wife about this this afternoon we were just kind of talking about it we don't really drink a ton there. We will. We do like a sit-down dinner, or it's like we'll have a few if we're like, and we'll showcase, and it's like a food festival or something that, you know, paired with a certain food item. Um, but like, I'm not like just every time I stop to get food, I automatically have to have alcohol. And then you can say, well, you don't have to have alcohol, but it, to be honest, if we do eat and stuff, it's either water or like an occasional soda. 80% like of the milkshakes on property are not that good. You do have a few places where they are 
actually made with real ice cream and, you know, are good. But overall, uh, it's not really that a good of a quality. So it, it doesn't like change anything for us as far as our choice of, of having the dining plan or not. But I'm sure for those adults who are not the biggest Disney fans and who are just kind of there for their kids will probably take advantage of those alcohol credits. I just don't see it as like a major factor for us. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to think honestly about it. I'm not, a, you know, as I always say, I'm not a, a huge fan of the dining plan. But the nice thing is now when we reapproach the, the cash first dining plan debate, we have a whole new series of things to do, right. you know, so we'll wait till... Thank you, Disney. Yeah, thanks, Disney. So we'll wait till 2018 to to approach that again if people like it enough. Uh, it'll be interesting to debate it with the alcohol in there. Um, but, you know, as for myself, I, I guess it's good. I guess it depends on what it is, but I'm not a type of person who's going to go to a restaurant and just to get like a gingling or um, a Budweiser or anything like that. So that's certainly not something I would ever do uh, if it's going to be something that's going to have a little bit few more options that, than that I might go for it but I know I'm not going to be able to get a Lapu Lapu at Ohana's so right. uh, I, I, I highly doubt that they'll allow that but I mean it's a possibility if they do then maybe the dining plan will work out in my favor we'll never know I do agree with Matt if it was a separate item credit either that or it's like if i was allowed to swap that out for like an extra snack then it might be worth a second thought but as it sits if it is just included with the meal i don't really see it no, i know i mean but really 75 dollars a day for the the disney dining plan that's still a lot of money that's a yeah that's a lot of money to throw down yeah i was already on the fence last time and they increased the price again so i, I think it kind of has already priced me out, even though, you know, I could see some benefit. You know, I have two kids, so yes, I do need a nice stiff drink every now and then. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, with the price increase, I just don't see where the advantage is coming from. Right. All right. So, with that being said, everybody who likes to drink, drink up. Um, and <laughs> we will take a quick break and be right back. Hey, Daddy, we've been in this line for hours, and I gotta go to the bathroom. Billy, you know, we've been here for three hours. We can't do this anymore, Billy. We gotta get on this ride. What are we gonna do? But I I gotta go. You gotta hold it, Billy. I'm gonna be right here, Daddy, I swear. Is this you? Have you ever been in a line for an attraction and scared to get out? Or have you ever wanted to do something else, but knew you need to get into a line and didn't have a fast pass? we have the solution for you. Scott's perpetual standing in line never move one foot for every five minutes wait service. All you have to do is call on Scott. He'll stand in line and you can do whatever you want to in the park. And when it's your time, he'll text you. Fast pass, no more. That's right. Wait time, two days? I'll do it. Just call me. I'm there for you. Wow, Scott. Thanks so much. You saved little Billy. I don't have to pee my pants now. Thanks, Mr. Scott. You're welcome. And the next time you're in line, don't forget to call. For interest standing by, call 555-I'D waiting. That's 555-I-B-W-A-I-T-N. Side effects may include avoiding Disney parks at all costs, an immediate craving for turkey legs, hives, thinking Disney Springs is a park, swollen and itchy eyes, thinking grapefruit-flavored Kool-Aid is actually a beer, runny nose. If you experience any of these for more than four hours, please seek immediate emergency medical help. 
This offer is only valid in Avatar Land, as this is the only park he visits. We are back from break here in the Tiki Up. So this week on the show, we're going to spend some time going back into history somewhat, as we're going to talk about our top three favorite historical Disney events that we would love to go back in time and experience. (laughs) Okay, so, all right, now... I'm pretty sure one of one of the top ones on my list, really in no particular order, and I'm just going to get this one out of the way because I'm sure it's going to be on somebody else's list, list, if not all four of us, but that would be July 17th, 1955. Do we all know what that is? Yes. <laughs> okay. Is it on everybody's list? Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. I avoided it because I knew everybody else was going to have it. <laughs> All right, so let's let's just talk about that one real quick. The opening of Disneyland. That is probably one event that most Disney fans would have liked to experience, and we know that some have in the past. But I mean, that's I mean that's really what started it all. Disneyland was built in a year, opened up to uh, people getting their foot sucked into concrete and losing their their limbs. <laughs> <laughs> climbing fences and yeah <laughs> faking know, tickets faking tickets cool and stuff i'm trying to remember i think the bathrooms worked but the water fountains didn't and it was really hot they ran right, out of drinks yeah they they ran out of so many things it's 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 like if if something like that were to happen today it would destroy a theme park for oh a, yeah a period of time autopia cars all broke except for like like two Right, I think. Or, yeah, well, that happens now. It was nuts. Right, that's, that's kind of one of the, that's kind of one of the reasons though that I didn't pick it because yes, it would be awesome to see it, but it would also not be awesome to be stuck in the middle of all that and nothing going right. So, yeah, but if you were just walking around, just especially like seeing them recording the the Disneyland opening that was aired right. on TV, I mean that that in itself is something I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, to be there and to hear his his speech, right. when he, you know, to open that, I think that would, yeah, that would be awesome. Well, and we hear about the negative all the time. I've we've got a, a family friend that was actually there on opening day, and he said, you know, yeah, that stuff happened, but it was still opening day of Disneyland, and it's still one of the best days that he remembered going as a child to be there for it. So we just don't hear that side of it, but I, I think it'd still be an incredible experience. I think too. I mean, to see attractions and things that were so far ahead of its time then, like nowadays, it's like, yeah, okay, the bar has kind of been set so high, but everything that was there that day was completely new. Like right. nobody had ever like seen anything like that, which I think would be cool to see that. Of course, to hear you know the famous address and you know that stuff and all of the stars and stuff that were there would be really really cool yeah i mean that was definitely on my top list for everything that we had said and you know for the stars you know ronald reagan that being there as a mm-hmm. you know he became yeah. a future president of the united states and you know that's just crazy to think that you know that happened you know the history of of the the amount of famous people that were there that day is pretty impressive right all right, so since that one's now done for us, uh, Matt, you might as well tell us one of yours. All right, I'm going to go a little bit further back in time. and <laughs> I don't know the exact date, but the year is 1934. Wow. 
and it's when they began work on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And I think it would be amazing just to see what all they had to one invent to make that work and to see how it was originally done, you know, without computers and everything else. So, um, you know, that was kind of the literally make or break because he put everything into that movie. If it didn't pan out, then there would be nothing. So uh, I thought that would be kind of an awesome thing to go back and see where it was all originally built and started and, you know, how, how they did everything back then. Well, what I like also like about that was some of the names of the dwarfs that they, they were coming up with. We all know the names of the seven dwarfs now, but some of the alternate names that they were trying to come up with were like hilarious. I, I can't remember. <laughs> any Even of, the concept drawings of them, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of them were a little creepy. Little, a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> they, it was almost like, like troll-like more than dwarves. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, they were not they, friendly. No, they were not. <laughs> But that, I think it would be cool to be, you know, in those meetings with Walt, to hear him, one, try and sell it, and two, for just his process of doing the technology part of it yeah, uh, would be amazing. So I just have a couple of the names that were alternates. I, I just pulled up the list. And there's always a couple that always made me laugh. Was One of them was Burpee. <laughs> <laughs> Another one was Baldy. I mean, that's... Then um, another one, Flabby and Gabby. <laughs> Flabby and Gabby. Uh-huh. Jaunty and Jumpy. Jaunty. That's funny. Nifty and Puffy. Um, <laughs> sn- uh, snappy, Sneezy Wheezy <laughs> is one word. <laughs> it's, all, it's like a list of the worst of uh-huh. stripper Weezy, names ever. Wheezy and <laughs> Woeful. I mean, there were so many weird names out there. That's... It's amazing to, to, to think of the needs that we actually got. So, uh, right. You know, that's a good and one. And now, folks, coming on stage, Burpee. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good, uh, it would be a good thing to see, though, there, Matt. I mean, having yeah. to experience and see the, really, the the start of the Disney company as we know it today. Well, like Matt said, we wouldn't have Disneyland if it right. wasn't even for that movie either. Right, right. exactly. That paid for it. Right. All right, so um, kind of along the same lines, but I had the date was December twenty first of nineteen thirty seven, and uh, it was at the red carpet premiere of Snow White. This was held at Carthay Circle Theater. Uh, it was in Los Angeles. I just think to see that whole like the Hollywood scene in its heyday with the the stars that showed up, and to be able to sit there and see at the birth of like the full-length animated film that all of us kind of take for granted nowadays. I've seen the the footage and stuff like from the event, but to be there and to see the spectacle uh, would be like once-in-a-lifetime event. See, I think I would take a hard pass on this only because... If you've ever seen the costumes for the Seven Dwarfs and Mickey Mouse back then, <laughs> oh, no. I would run. I'm out of there. The Mickey, super creepy. The Mickey uh-huh. was creepy. But they were. Yeah. It would be cool, though, to just to see everybody, you know, like I say, the glitz and the glamour of Hollywood. But, yes, yeah. the uh, you would have nightmares forever if you uh-huh. had, had to sit beside one of the... Oh, well, if this is my deal, I'm sitting right beside Walt, so... <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. As he's smoking in front of you. Yep. And then you have to tell him, listen, Walt, you need to quit. 
I'm like, quit. hey, could you put that out, buddy? Please. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna kill you. Yeah, I'm trying to watch a movie here. <laughs> Scott, what else is on your list? Alright, so I'm actually gonna go between Sean and, and Keith and, and Matt's time here. I was gonna say, yeah, the other guy. Well, I was trying to think of where the timeline was for it because it's another, I don't know the exact date for it, but, um, you know, once we knew that Snow White made it and we had the funds for Disneyland, I would like to go to Griffith Park and sit on that bench next to Walt when he comes up with the idea of Disneyland and just hear his thought process with it and, and his vision with it and be a part of that. So many things can be said about that, Scott. I, I, I don't know where to start. Well, no, I mean, yeah. you know, well, cause I think, cause I think that Scott would creep out Walt is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> if this is like a time kind of like travel thing, he wouldn't even know that you're there. Right. So right. Creepiness factor kind of raises because you know, that you're kind of there just watching over him, but he's not <laughs> going to know that. So it's all good. Uh, okay, that's that's good then. Yeah, I mean that would be pretty, be pretty interesting to think to like see the idea come into his head. Do his eyes light up? Does he start walking around like looking at things or what? So I mean, it would be interesting right. to see that drawing it out and yeah. putting ideas on paper. And you know, I, I I've mentioned it before when I was in California and went to the Walt Disney Family Museum. They have that bench in the museum, and I just kind of sat there and you know I just sat for probably five minutes and and had Cooper come and sit with me and just you know picture myself at the park. And I'm sitting here, and then I was watching Cooper run up and down and look at the model of Disneyland that was there. And you, you just, there's something that you felt about it. And it was just so cool to think, like, what we have grown to love and know happened in that spot. It's so cool. That's something that you felt was probably you having to poop. Oh, well, it's very true. Could be. It's highly likely. Well, no, though, that would be really, really cool. I just love to take historical trips. I mean, it doesn't have to be Disney related, but to walk the streets that things happened on and to touch buildings and stuff like that where historic events happen, it does, it kind of like brings a realness to the event. And so that's a bucket list item of mine to actually get out there and see the family museum and stuff like that. Because I think once again, you know, to put that kind of in your mind uh, would be awesome. I agree. And talking about historical events is one of the big ones that I want to experience is April 22nd, 1964 is when Ford Disney <laughs> exhibits open up the New York World's Fair. And those are, there you go. it's a small world, great moments with Mr. Lincoln, the Carousel Theater of Progress, or as we know it today, the Carousel of Progress, and the Ford's Ma- Ford Magic Skyway. I mean, the thing is, is like three of those attractions are still around in some capacity. That's amazing. Right, right. I mean, you know, that were moved, that were, you know, for, for the most part, the guts of, of those attractions were moved to another park and, and, and rebuilt, you know, Small World, taken back, put back there, uh, great Mr. moments of Mr. Lincoln, everything's, everything's been upgraded really since then, but still, and the Theater of Progress, uh, uh, Carousel of Progress, I mean, that has been changed and re- revamped, but the idea of everything... Moved it's, twice. It's, yeah, it's moved twice. Mm-hmm. It, Disneyland and then Disney World. I mean, that's impressive. And just to have, have experienced that and seeing what people saw, that's that's really what I would have wanted to have seen, the experience, looking at the people experiencing this for the first time. And that that must be an awesome, an awesome experience to see. 
I actually had that as my third one as well was the 64-65 World's Fair and not just because of those four attractions but the fact that those companies reached out to Walt for his right. technological know-how and to create these attractions like you said they're timeless they still exist today and to be there and watch people experience these that if they were to be at a world fair now it would still be something that I think would be extremely popular I do think too I mean to hear the stories about how that stuff was built we talked with Rolly Crump about that that like it's a small world like the facade was basically made of foam i mean to think that that stuff actually survived not only the world's fair but it still stands it's just a testament to the imagineers and walt who actually created these things and i'm sure that they didn't really know at the time the extent that these attractions would have and the shelf life that they would have but it's amazing to think about how people could actually take an idea that no one else had ever done and to actually create them and and still be able to enjoy them now it's inspiring yes it is yes it is (laughs) scout what's on your list next well that's all three of mine now is it? Uh, Disneyland opening day, World's Fair, and then sitting on the bench. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, you're done. Thank you. Thank you for participating. Uh, Matt, had a, Matt had to step away for a minute. So, uh, Keith, you're up. The third one I had, there is no exact date, um, but it was the research trip that Joe Rody and the Imagineers took um, for Animal Kingdom to do the research trips and to um, experience the cultures and the different foods and the, to bring that back to Florida. It just had to have been a life-altering experience for them. I know that Disney and Pixar have this kind of like a model to immerse themselves into the cultures that they try and and recreate, which is one of the reasons why the parks and the films have that that quality to them that you actually escape into those worlds. But to actually be with him and travel through Africa and Asia and and to experience those things with Joe Rohde, I just think would have been amazing. I think doing any trip with Joe Rody, even just sitting in one of his lands he's created and talking to him about it, but you're right, uh, that would be something you'd never forget either. And for me to just to, you know, experience the food aspects of being there and, and traveling and doing all that stuff, I think, right. um, like I said, it, it would be a, like a life-changing experience. All right, so for my last one here is that I want to go back to October 1st, 1982 in the grand opening of Epcot. Not that anything really special happened on this day, just because I want to experience Epcot fresh, brand new, everything clean, a whole new park of of wonder and excitement for people to experience, you know, because everybody's used to Mickey Mouse at this point in time and going to Epcot at that that time there was no mickey mouse there on a daily basis so i would have liked to experience what that was like and what people had thought about that i just want to i want to just listen to people's uh, opinions about it and, and see what they thought with the new park opening 
because you know, Epcot way back in the 80s, man, that was the place to be. I, I still remember as a kid, that's like, that truly is what made me love Disney. You know, it wasn't Magic Kingdom, but it was Epcot back in that day because everything was brought to life. You know, World of Motion, um, Horizons, uh, Imagination, and then later Living Seas later on. You know, those are all great attractions that I would love to experience all over again. Well, you see, Epcot, it's true glory days. At that time, Epcot kind of uncharted territory as far uh, as theme parks. If you didn't have the characters people knew at the time, you didn't have the attractions that were like, from an animated movie. As Sean said, you didn't have the characters there. And so the, the, this truly was a new style of theme park. Experience that, as Sean said, as a new uh, and fresh idea it would have been really really cool yeah it was uh, almost a big risk for disney for being the first non-magic kingdom park that they had done too right i think it's kind of interesting with with epcot how they took you know an original design that was not even close to what the park ended up being and you know and it's one of well, maybe not now. Say it was one of the most beloved parks, but it's kind of suffering now, so maybe that's not true. But. <laughs> well, and it's neat to think about what it could have been um, if it would have actually been the idea that, that Walt actually had was not theme park at all. It'd be kind of interesting if we had like a Back to the Future kind of alternate like skew line to be able to see what Epcot actually would have been if Walt's original vision would have actually been made. Yeah, and one thing that I had on my list that was similar to Epcot, it was actually predates everything. Um, I would have liked to have gone back to see one, the actual announcement. Uh, that they were coming to Florida. Because oh, that's was, a good one, yeah. You, you know, because it was such a, a secret until, you know, they pretty much almost up until they dropped the curtain on it. Uh, and then when they actually broke ground, uh, I, I love seeing that one picture with, I think it's Marty Sklar as he's walking across, you know, just dirt, maybe at the big right. yellow X where mm-hmm. the castle's going. So I think those, you know, just for Walt Disney World would be two uh, events that I would have, one, with when they announced it, it's one of the last major parts of everything that you know Walt was really a part of everything, and then uh, you know just the groundbreaking and how they started everything with the Magic Kingdom. Another interesting one. I mean, those are those are really great ones that I, I honestly I completely forgot about. But another one that popped in my head was uh, Walt flying over uh, Walt Disney World and JFK being assassinated the same day. I mean, that's right. like a huge day in, in Disney and American history. So that's something not a lot of people know about either. And I think when there's actually, a, he wasn't aware of it, obviously. I mean, they, they didn't have, you know, social media and everything, but he wasn't aware of it until when it much later that day or, or something like that, or if it, or if it even was that day. I, so, I, I don't remember now. I can't remember what the story was. But yeah, that's, that's kind of a, it's eerie how things like that are, you can remember one and not remember the other because right. I, I didn't know it was the exact the exact same date until you said that. So, yeah, I mean, Disney is full of so many historical events. So, you know, other things that we we could have brought up was the uh, breaking up of the Beatles 
at the Polynesian or right, Richard yeah. Dixon, his I Am Not a Crook speech at the crook. Contemporary. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that we could have brought up. And, you know, the one could have been September 11th when Disney closed all their parks worldwide or just U.S. Um, so, I mean, there's so many things that have happened that would have been interesting to experience. I think that the biggest thing that we're all missing is the uh, the day that, that Scott passed out on the bus. Oh, that is a good <laughs> yes. Man. Was that's that, history. Was that April 26th a year ago, or was it two years ago? He doesn't remember. <laughs> he blacked out. He blacked out, that's know. right. <laughs> yeah, so why doesn't everybody out there tweet us some of their things that they would like to experience, or, you know, even leave a message on the Tiki uh, hotline as well, and, and, and voice your opinions that way, too. That's something that we never talk about is the Tiki Hotline, and that's always something that we could play as well. So send your messages in there and uh, let your voice be heard. It's been a while for a Tiki Hotline. I, I think know. the receptionist quit or took a nap or something. Must I don't have. know. but yeah, <laughs> They fell asleep at the switchboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we had to outsource her job or something. I don't know, but the hotline is still there, folks. So hit it up. And if you listen to Matt Spiel in about 15 seconds, you'll hear the number. Go! 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1, Well, it would take you 15 seconds to get into it and give the number, so now you just ruined it. Now it's like 80 seconds. Oh, well, you didn't specify. So that's going to do it for this week. First, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney Resort. For more information, please visit KingdomStrollers.com. Check out Mickey Monthly to have magic from the parks delivered straight to your door. Visit MickeyMonthly.com for more information. Also, head over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can get customized magic band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. You can use the code EnchantedTikiTalk20 to save 20% off your custom order at MyFantasyBands.com. Be sure to let us know what you thought about the show. Head over to EnchantedTikiTalk.com or Facebook.com slash EnchantedTikiTalk to leave a comment about the show. You may email us at podcast.enchantedtikitalk.com and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI, 256-469-8454. Check out our store at redbubble.com or, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can follow me, Sean, not the situation at One Minute Disney Dream on Twitter. That's one M I N Disney Dream, MouseWorldVacations.com, and MousePros.com. And you can find me, I'm Keith, and not a Swedish chef, on Twitter and Instagram at Dole Whip Daily. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Cable or on Instagram at Scotty Boy. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MHolly579. And with all that being said, Alan, cheers, my friend. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and Matt, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. That was 41 seconds, by the way. Was it? Yeah. Scott was counting. I tried. Sorry. 41 seconds. I was 41 off. seconds from when he started, not including when he was counting. Oh, we got to try to remember that next time. I still think that we could chop a few <laughs> a few things out of that. Uh, <laughs> three like, times speed. like the comment, um, you know, like on Podbean and stuff like that. <laughs> Nobody does it. We could probably cut that part out. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, the spiel at the end. Shorten it a little bit, yeah. Because we need to get, get the red pen out on that puffy.
Matt's True. just not perfected it. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, you can, like, throw me off again. He's got to sing it or something. He needs to start singing it. And Somebody not... try to do it all in one breath. Oh, yeah. That, there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah. Alan tried. Yeah. And it was much shorter. No, no, it was still long. It was still the same length. I remember him. I remember him talking about it, going like, "I'm going to do it in one breath. I'm going to do it in one breath." <laughs> and he he really yeah. wanted to do it in one breath. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end, it sounded like this. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Or see if you can do it with the uh, inhale talking. Keep breathing <laughs> your way through it. <laughs> I swear, I never inhaled. I'm that, usually pretty good until I get to about the Mickey Monthly, and then it's just like. <gasps> <laughs> I, I like that's one of those things where I wonder if we'd have like just for like once a month is like have a listener come on and do that or just have it have <laughs> them and send it, it and, and do it just to see how they do. <laughs> one take. Oh. Yeah, they well, can just, if, they just send if, it in. If they send it in, it won't be right. you know. See, I, so that's we won't idea. know if it's one take or not. Here it is, people out there in 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 the Tiki Hot Land. This is what you do. You have to do the spiel. You have to listen to the spiel to get the whole thing. We're not helping you. So, <laughs> and then you have to like give us like the best produced spiel that's out there. And if you do, uh, maybe we'll send you a little prize or something. Not much. A sticker, a button, or, or something. We'll do something. We'll pick there. a winner and uh, we'll do a prize pack or something. Yeah, something like that. But it's got to be good. You know, it could be over the top. Um, just up until the be part, musical. Just, yeah, be... just up until the part where <laughs> I speak. You know that whole beginning spiel there, and then we'll take care of the rest. But let's see, let's see what kind of artistic abilities we have out there for for our listeners. If anybody's actually listening at this point, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody feels like writing all this down to recite it, exactly. Right. <laughs> it shows effort. Or maybe if you email Matt and at enchantedtikitalk.com, he will supply that for you because Matt always complains that he doesn't get any email. So Matt at enchantedtikitalk.com. I don't know if it's, I don't know if your email address is one T or two T's. I don't remember what I put in there. So you got to turn both. I don't ever remember complaining about no email. Yeah, you did. Okay. Way, way back in the beginning. Nobody Excuse ever me. sends me anything. Wasn't yeah. it when he didn't even have the email on his phone to even know it? Right. Yeah. All right, let me email. go in here and email Walt. Email forward all email to Sean. Duffy. Can you change his email to Forrest Gump? I I, I could put an alias. Yeah, definitely. Forrest I could Gump do that. Forrest Gump at Talk dot com. Yeah, it so- was emailing sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very smart man, but I know what love is. We need at least one listener to supply this. Come on, one listener out there has got to do this. The guaranteed price pack. Yeah, I know. You know, Dave, Dave's like chomping at the bits. Probably he's already like halfway. He's through got five of them already set. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got this. I thought these guys would never ask. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. That would be fun to hear some listeners' uh, feedback for that. It would. Oh yeah. And maybe the winner will get like a dinner with Scott at the park or something like that. Whoa! 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 It's gotta be like, springs. They're like burgers and fries. It's gotta be springs because what? you know a park thing is asking a lot. Yeah, that's true. The springs. Um, how about this? Scott will take you to Sprinkles for a cupcake. 
<laughs> you probably take them for a free chocolate square. <laughs> yeah, it's up to Scott to supply the prize. Up. Supply, supply the prize. Yeah, if we sneak around back and go back again, we can get two. <laughs> Let's go outside, switch shirts, and walk back in there. <laughs> They'll never know. I think this is rebels. I think this is the longest outro we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's time to end that now. <laughs> I think I hear snoring from the folks that are still listening. Are still listening? Yeah. Wait, didn't the show end like 20 minutes ago? They're hitting Red. the 15-second button. Come on, where's the yeah. end? Where's the end? Where's the end? <laughs> they're if at Matt's are... part, like, it's just, there's still six minutes left of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you are asleep, Red Rum, Red Rum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, I'm ending it now. <laughs> I, I want to let this. We should just let this let this go for like an hour and a half. Oh, I know. We just, <laughs> we like, like what kind of complete randomness, random stuff? Like movie lines. Yeah. How many shenanigans we can get into? Shenanigans. Okay. Your favorite '80s movie? Go. Oh Goonies. man, Goonies. That's, that's hard. Good, '80s is a hard one. '80s Goonies is a good one. That would definitely be top five. Oh, see, I got I'm stripes. Not... Little Mermaid and Sean's. Was that that was the nineties? Eighty nine. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got stripes. I love that one. Dude, I haven't seen that one in years. Uh, I mean, you got that's this, the this, fat jet. There's so many. There's hard because you got Back to the Future. Yeah. Yep. You got Indiana Jones. You got <laughs> Empire. Star Wars. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> Return. You got that, but Jedi was into. Um, yeah. You got Goonies, Breakfast Club. Oh, oh, Bull Durham, right? Bull Durham was, was 88. 80s. Right, 88. This was late 80s, I think. You got um, Space Camp. Oh, I love Space Camp. Space Camp. That was awesome. Navigator. Navigator, yeah. Yeah, that's another good one. Did you say Flight of the Navigator? Yeah, Flight of yeah, the Navigator. Wasn't that in the 80s? No, yeah. that was 90s. Was it? Yeah, that was like 93, 94. Was it really? Yeah, if not later. No, there's no way it was later than that. Uh, I'd say between 93 and 95. Really? Let's look. Flight of the... Everybody out there is like, I know what that is. Why do they have to look that up? 86. Uh, Is it? Yeah, 1986. Matt is correct. Scott, you are a loser. (laughs) You are the weakest link. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, I love that Space Camp movie. I never guessed it to be that old. The Gremlins. Oh, that's another good one. Yes. I forgot about the yes. Gremlins. Classic. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the Never Ending Story. Uh, I'm not a big yep. fan. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ah, uh, no, Never Ending Stories definitely. E.T. Yeah, was... Aliens. Stand by Princess me. Bride. Oh, Ghostbusters, man! Ghostbusters. Who you yeah. gonna call? Don't cross the, the stream. Terminator came out in '84. Which one? That is not right. The Terminator. Yeah, I think so. '84, '83. No, it was... yeah, it's funny to go back and watch that now and <laughs> look at the special effects. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> special defects. <laughs> right. I mean, Beetlejuice even Terminator. Oh, what about Karate Kid? Miyagi. Oh yeah. Oh, Miyagi. Karate. Oh, another good one is uh, Full Metal Jacket. That's a great one. Private Pile. 
Like we can't we can't reset any lines for this because this is still part no, of the outro. We really can't. <laughs> Die Hard. Yeah, that's another good one. I know Revenge of the Nerds. That was that's funny. It's like one of the, I had to be in the mood for that. Nerds. <laughs> oh, how could we forget a Christmas story? Yes, oh, yeah. Christmas yeah. story. <laughs> Howard the Duck was in there too. Oh, how come on, Howard the Duck? Oh, that was awesome. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was he was much better in um was it Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. <laughs> Volume dose. <laughs> Police Academy. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that was good. Sean's favorite, The Last Unicorn. <laughs> uh, I know the name, but I wouldn't even know what that was. I've never even heard of it. Little Shop of Horrors, 86. Oh. Little Shop. The little Three shop Amigos. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice. Police Academy. Short Circuit, one of my favorites growing up. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Fire Alive! <laughs> you like to be a pepper too? <laughs> and that guy wasn't even Indian, I think. <laughs> no. Right? He wasn't, right? I have no idea. I don't think he was. I got that. I know there's some other 80 ones out there. Oh, oh the. um. Uh... <laughs> The Batman <laughs> with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Yeah. 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 Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> big. Yeah, big. I thought about that. I couldn't remember if it was 80s or not. What about Stand By Me? That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I got Goonies is one of the best. Like, yeah. The original Poltergeist. Uh, <laughs> Airplane. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I was just about to say it. <laughs> Roger, Roger. What's your Victor Vector? What's it? Trading Places. That's a classic. Wasn't like Scott's Trading favorite places. that uh, that dancing movie. Footloose. 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 And yeah. Dirty Dancing. Oh, Both are was, uh, yeah, of course you mentioned that. Flash Dance. Flash Field Dance. of Dreams. Oh, Field of Dreams. Yes. Great movie. Did we mention Rambo? You just did. Uh, I saw Rambo four was eighties. I know Rambo. Rambo was like eighty one, I think. <laughs> I think Fightful they were all American the eighties. I don't know about Fifel. I love Fifel. Yeah, no, I no. bet you did. That doesn't make our list. <laughs> Come on, I'm an eighties child. No, you're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> you are not an eighties child. You're like thirty one. You're not an eighties child. You was watching Care Bears on Saturday morning back then. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Care Bears movie. Nice. Eddie Shack, 1980. Scott could old. probably name all of them. <laughs> he probably still has them on his shelf in his bedroom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Here's one I've not heard in forever. Batteries not included. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's let's. This is a family show, Scott. <laughs> family show, sir. Keep your technology needs to yourself. Oh, um, Adventures of Babysitting. Christmas. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. Oh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Not that. Dark Crystal was always a weird one. Yeah, that was freaky. Police yes. Academy. 
Who said that? Gun. Keep up. Gun, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Scarface. That's fantastic. The shiny Lethal weapon. Say hello the to my little uh, it, this says The Shine was 1980. Really? Oh, okay. Yep. Blade Runner. That was a that was a great, crazy one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they're doing a remake of that, aren't they? Uh, yeah. It's not a remake. It's a sequel. Oh. Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh. A Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. There you go. My wife's cousin. Henderson's. That, uh... that was funny. I love that one. I like coming theory. to America. Oh, that was good. Honey, I shrunk the audience was eighty nine. No, honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> honey, I shrunk the audience. <laughs> honey, I shrunk the audience. <laughs> it was probably also eighty nine. <laughs> only lasted two years. The Lost Boys. That's not bad. Land Before Time, the original. Uh, mm. Harry met Sally. Scott, you like that one? Bill and Ted's. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 89. Wow. We're old. The Money Pit. That's a funny one. Get Tom Hanks one. Risky Business. Ah. Yeah, National Lampoon's Vacation, National Lampoon European Vacation, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation oh, all in the God, 80s. I forgot about all those. Uh, I didn't know Christmas was in the 80s. I was thinking it was like early 90s. Christmas was 89. Anybody remember One Crazy Summer? It sort of is familiar. That's with um, uh, John Cusack, the guy from The Nerds. What was his name? Booger in The Nerds? I forget. (laughs) Yes. Booger. They they have to... uh, And what's her name from Friends was in it? Courtney Cox was in it. That's a movie I like to watch in the summertime. (laughs) The Princess Bride? Yep. yep. So Rain Man, one of my favorites. Uh, Gotta go to Kmart in <laughs> my underwear. 97X. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And Mickey Monthly, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando. Or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.